Hello and welcome to the Central St. Martin's Workback MBA podcast. We are honoured and pleased to be joined today by Jan Matthias, who is the co-founder of Design Lab. Jan is a strong advocate for design and the influence it has on people, businesses and society. Over the last 15 years, he has helped some of the world's most admired organisations create brands, products and services. At the Design Lab, he looks after growth and culture, always striking a balance between commercial ambition and an unshakable commitment to creative values. Welcome, Jan. Hi, Pam. So tell us about your journey. How did you get to the Design Lab? Well, I think I'm going to start from the moment I came to London, which was a decision. I started um, studying fine art in France. And after a year, I realized that I would never make any money out of it. I was not that good. (laughs) <laughs> and I turned to the father of a friend who said, well, actually, you are a very good creative and designer and you should look into fashion. And the best university to study fashion will be Central St. Martin. So I applied and I was accepted in the BA fashion women's wear. So I studied fashion and straight after my graduation, I was very lucky to find, find a patron who gave me some money to start my own business, my own label. Wonderful. Uh, and it was more uh, a patron than an investor because she just wanted two outfits per season, no equity, and for a period of three years. So I did that, and I managed to last around five years. And uh, one day, I was doing a photo shoot for my collection, and next door was Intel Corporation. And the, uh, the art director didn't turn up, and I helped them. And suddenly my life started working and uh, turning towards creative direction, art direction and advising people on design and how it can help with business and marketing. Uh, Speeding up one year later, I joined Centra St. Martin to help them create the design lab. So it was very much at the beginning of the design lab. They wanted to have... A, depart- a, a department that will interact with industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a lot of businesses who wanted to work with students and graduates, but they didn't have the structure. Uh, the idea was very exciting for me because I've always been interested in cross-disciplinary approach. So not just fashion, but product and me merging all disciplines to deliver very good creative outcomes. And I've done that and grew it for 15 years. And in October... Uh, the Design Labs uh, managed to become independent with the help of private investors. Excellent. And how has it been so far? Super exciting. Very, very exciting. So for the first time during my 15 years at San Martin, I was very much helping and delivering commercial projects, but I was very much guiding them and advising them. Now I can apply my own preaching to my own business, (laughs) which is very exciting. I've got a great co-founder who is Boris, who is a creative Mm -hmm. director. Mm -hmm. So we have a very similar approach and Mm -hmm. we are thinking Mm -hmm. uh, we are able to take more risk. uh, And we've got amazing investors who are also advisors who are excited to uh, see uh, us grow into Mm, something mm. that will make a difference. Excellent. So what is design and why is it so important to business and innovation? Uh, I don't know if I can answer the what is design. What Uh, isn't design? uh, That's that's interesting. (laughs) Design is a discipline. It's a a discipline. Mm -hmm. 
but why it's important for business because it can help our approach to design is human centric so we always start from the human point of view and we uh, we think that design can help uh, change behaviors mm -hmm. create experience emotions so a business that managed to infuse design right at the foundation of their strategy will be stronger because they will be able to create uh, a narrative, a storytelling, but also engage with the audience very early on. Uh, also, the methodology of design is very good for business. Mm. So having spreads, being able to prototype ideas, being able to test an idea and drop it very quickly if it doesn't work, mm. that's a design methodology. Mm. Uh, there is a lot of people who are talking about design thinking, innovation, there is a lot of buzzwords, mm -hmm. uh, but at the end of the day, I think we are all creating a user experience. Mm -hmm. So yeah. do you find that there are lots of businesses that don't have design in the center of their strategy? Yes, and you don't have to. You don't have to. Your business is just better, more integrated, will have a better reputation between and relationship between uh, the business and its audience. Mm -hmm. uh, but even now, when I, I was about to say, you don't need design if you're selling socks, but it's wrong because there is great <laughs> new businesses which are design-led and user-centric businesses selling amazing quirky socks mm. where you don't, they don't match. Mm. It's, it's a great experience. Mm. So mm. designing this experience is actually helping you to stand out of the crowd and mm. to position yourself as a unique business. Mm. And I think that's where design is important mm. because, of course, you don't have to. You've got businesses which are very tech-led mm -hmm. and they deliver a technology and they don't think about the user. Mm. And I think it's here that you could see Microsoft mm -hmm. and Apple. Mm -hmm. Apple is a very design user-centric brand, yeah. so they managed to achieve this love brand status. Mm -hmm. And Microsoft is respected. Technically, very very it's sound. It's, yeah. yeah, it's respected. People use it. They don't have the choice. But do they love it? I don't think they do. It's mm -hmm. it's it's still a very valid brand, and I, yes. I don't I don't think you can uh, deny that. Yes. Okay. So. If we go with the idea that design is, um, makes experience better, how can one then bring design into the business? And what is the role of leadership in business and design and innovation? Uh, I think my perfect business structure would be to have a strong business individual, a strong creative individual, and a, a strong tech or engineering individual as a kind of triangulation. Mm -hmm. And... So that's your dream team. It's a dream team. Yeah. It's a dream team because uh, I think if you remove one, suddenly everything is a bit wonky and mm -hmm. start falling apart. Um, but if you have those three skills, and in terms of leadership, for us, because we are a design innovation agency, it's very much we push on curiosity. So everybody, we, we lead by example, but... Our tagline at the Design Lab is contagiously curious mm -hmm. and we push our staff to not to be just in one discipline, good at one discipline. They have to be strong, expert at one, but they have to learn all the time. They want to learn. They, they, they go and see exhibition, movies, they immerse themselves and they have to be curious. Mm. So what is a typical work day then in the Design Lab? A lot of juggling. Uh, a lot of uh, trying, uh, creating, delivering, 
talking to clients, observing people in the street, uh, again, testing, going back to the client for them to test with their audience and so on and so forth. Mm. So it's uh, every day is different because we've got extremely diverse range of projects mm. that, that range from uh, olive oil to spirits to working with the zinc incubator, working with tech companies. Mm. So uh, it's, it's extremely diverse. Great. We don't have time to be bored. <laughs> well, there's some research that talks about how we have to have time to be bored so that we have time to consolidate or think about new ideas or reflect on our failures and successes. I don't know because the way the design process works, you do a lot of research as well. So you always reflect and research and observe. So, but it's, it's, we don't look at it as something boring. So you could spend three hours surfing on YouTube looking for yes, inspiration. So when you are in research uh, mode, sometimes you, uh, you will go out, you will go into the crowd, into a shop, you will go online, you will do some desktop research. Uh, then after you will bring back all those information into a workshop, you will analyze that, you will try to define what is your narrative, mm. how will it impact the brand that you are creating mm. and so on and so forth. Mm. So it's, you are creating a narrative actually and it's for any project, it can be a brand, a service or a product. We always start with a narrative that is, is inspired by people. Excellent. So going back to the people question then, so how does one show leadership in design? Well, uh, everybody at the design lab are designers mm -hmm. from training. Mm -hmm. So I don't have account managers. I don't have account directors. Yes. I don't believe in it. I think clients should talk directly to creative because it just facilitates the discussion. So mm -hmm. if you ask me a question, I don't have to turn to my team. I can answer this question. Because you're the guy I can, doing that. I can relate to the pain that my team are going to suffer because <laughs> I've done it. Yeah. Uh, if a client says, well, it should take five minutes, I can say, no, it's not true. It will not take five minutes. It will take more kind of three hours. Uh, so I think it's gaining respect from your team because they know that I know what they are going through. Mm. And uh, and they're all designers. So mm. all designers, they're all talking to clients. They're all presenting to clients, even interns. I try to put interns directly in front of clients for mm. them to be, to be burned, mm -hmm. uh, but also to learn from this experience because mm. in a way it's very important to be able to communicate your ideas. Mm. If you put an account manager in the middle, usually they don't translate the creative thinking pro mm. properly to, mm. to mm. the client. It's mm. very formatted. Mm. Mm. So we try to, uh, to create something that where we plug this kind of model of empathy, mm. where we are able to share our passion because it's what we've got. Excellent. So you're very positive about design and you talk a little bit about culture here. So what role does design play in creating a positive culture for people to work in, do you think? Because people talk a lot about, you know, we spend, a, we spend more than half our lives in the workplace. So we need to have a positive culture. If you look at most of the good digital products that have been introduced to the business world recently, they are well designed. So you will look at, for example, accountancy software like Xero. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful piece of design. It is very user-centric, it's user-friendly. 
And actually, I never thought that I would enjoy doing finance that much. <laughs> but it's enjoyable. And I'm you as the that. user. I am the, the end user. user. And yeah. they are thinking about that. They are thinking about the end user. So if you look at, can we, can we mention brands? Yeah. Between Sage mm. and Zero, mm. it's again between Apple and Microsoft. Mm. It's creating this user experience where actually you go, you use it. You know that it's so well designed, it will take you 15 minutes of your day. Mm. And you will do all your bookkeeping and you start creating a relationship. Mm. That's good design in business. Mm. Uh, another one is Charlie HR, where you don't need an HR team. This uh, piece of software mm. just proves it. It's mm. amazing. My staff love using it. You've got contract, it, uh, it links holidays. your holidays, sickness and everything. It's free. Wow. So you've got organizations who are spending a fortune in HR where actually HR is not delivering anything special mm -hmm. while you've got tools. And I think that's where the future is going. It's kind of, you are, you start having um, artificial intelligence PA. Mm -hmm. Actually, just to interject there, now that you've mentioned artificial intelligence, where do you see uh, other growth areas? Because you've already gone into HR and finance within the design lab business. This is basically the, the very beginning of the AI invasion into the workplace. Where else can you see that going? It's very interesting because we just received investment from one of the biggest AI company in the world, Sentient, who are the biggest uh, AI company after military. Mm. Uh, and it's a small investment, but from... Um, Antoine Blondeau, who was a creator and CEO, is very keen to understand what design and creativity will bring to AI mm. and how AI will impact design and creativity. I don't think that AI, and cre uh, AI will impact mm. design and creativity because it's completely different. It's not. A, we are empathic. We are. We are about people. However, we can train. Start training. AI to be empathetic to, to be empathetic and to, to deliver human experiences mm. uh, and I don't know if you saw the Google Assistant uh, yes ordering a, a head booking, booking hair, hair appointment or something yeah and that's quite fascinating because the, the AI was going um and was starting to use human expression mm. and the other person on the other side of the line didn't, didn't realize, realize yeah. that he was an AI um, you can start using AI in terms of retail, online retail, that really guide you and deliver a better experience. I think AI will take a lot of administrative roles and will start refocusing also the workplace where actually you should spend less time filling forms and more time doing things that matters. So I'm pretty positive about that because actually I think uh, us as humans are not designed to do repetitive tasks. Uh, we are quite bad at it. Uh, we get tired while a machine we is errors. not. We do errors. Mm. So if you could switch that and to refocus the individual to deliver a better experience mm. in the workplace, mm. I think it would be quite interesting. Yeah, because I was just thinking if the HR software can you know, calculate my leaf or can approve my leave or, yeah, you know, it does it already. do my payroll or, yeah. you know, my taxes and all that, then that frees up, you know, any HR department person yes. 
to look into you know upskilling like training development completely, completely. so you know, this part of your budget where you are managing money, your career progress so for, example, for example you know i could have uh, hired an hr person but actually i'm using charlie hr i'm saving money that i can invest on a designer mm. to do what we are supposed to do mm. or seeing so a hr person really to talk about talent exactly management. or investing some uh, money to pay for staff development yeah uh so I think it's going to change mm-hmm. a lot of things. I think uh, there is already 5% of global jobs were already being replaced by AI in one way or another. What would be interesting is how do you start monetizing that? Do, should you tax AI and robotics? I don't know. It's a, it's a good question, but I don't know. So you're confident that AI won't take over design? Yeah, yeah, you've got some solutions. Or you're not going to have robotic designers uh, sitting in the chairs I, I, next to you. You can see that some people have tried to create music using AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not there yet. I think there is some interesting stuff. Uh, some people have tried doing movies. Uh, what is missing is a chaos that mm-hmm. we create. Mm-hmm. I think we are chaotic as, as a breed, as designers, human and creative. And... The, the AI is very predictable. So even if they are trying to randomize things, mm. it's random. It's not thought through. It's not chaotic in a creative way. And uh, so it's never completely new. Mm. Mm. So it could be... Uh, so you could play the game over and over again exactly. and master it. Exactly. Sort of so uh, I don't know. It's uh, I think AI is still very much in its infancy. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like a child that is learning. Mm-hmm. It's learning very, very fast. Mm. So perhaps we're going to be completely wrong and they will take over designers. But uh, from what I've seen, not yet. Great. What was your alternative career choice? Did you have one? No. I just wanted to be a creative individual from very early on. So mm-hmm. uh, I always... Uh, I didn't really have to fight very hard with my parents when I said I want to uh, to be a designer. And I was not... I went into fashion because I I was always interested in business as well. Mm -hmm. So fashion for me was the only discipline that was a perfect mix of creativity and business. So you Mm -hmm. have to to work fast. You are doing research, design, uh, production, marketing, sales, and all that in six months. And then after you move again and you start again. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's challenging and it's never easy because... You can have a great season and the following one is a shit season mm. Mm. and you have to reinvent yourself. Mm. Uh, it's a tough industry, so you learn a lot from it. Mm. And I think it's a well-rounded industry in terms of experience. Mm. And that's applicable both at the high-end couture to sort of Completely. high street Completely. retailers. Yeah. Completely, because yeah. you can look at fast fashion and looking at haute couture where they are very... Uh, relying on marketing budget and it, it's all very much it's a marketing exercise fashion mm, mm, excellent do you find that your current situation here in the design lab is meeting all of your needs for creativity yes yes we've got uh, a cross-discipline team that is um, formed of fashion designer product designer industrial designer, communication, graphic, UI, UX, uh, and that's the expertise. Then after, they all have 
there is some superpowers. So, uh, <laughs> some of them are great at writing. Mm. Some of them are great at uh, photography. Some of them are great at. Uh, they are very curious about architecture. Some of them are very curious about urban planning. Mm. So this mix of curious attitude makes us a very agile team. Mm. And I think the difference between the big agencies is the traditional way that design innovation agency will send the, the big guns first to pitch the clients. Then so after the they MD will disappear or, mm-hmm. and they will leave interns or junior to deliver and then they will curate. For us, we are working from day one, from top senior to bottom as a team with our clients, taking them on a journey and very much delivering from concept to production, creating a story with them. And hopefully we'll be growing, but I don't think we should grow too much because we will lose that. Mm-hmm. I think the personal touch yeah. um, between the client and, yeah. and your staff as well, yeah. you know, because you don't it, just want to be a number. You know, without saying names, there is some big uh, design brand... Uh, agencies and if you look at their figures the partners will be uh, spending 2.5 million on the salary of the partners and then after it's 2 million on the staff and when you look at the figures it doesn't really add up mm. and uh, I don't think it's um, I don't think it's uh, it's good for the future mm. of our industry I think for it was a bit like the advertising agent, uh, mm. culture. It's changing. I mm. think design and innovation is changing and we have to deliver. We have to be less lazy. We have to be more involved mm. and more curious ourselves. Excellent. So what advice do you have for people who are either starting at the bottom at the moment or people who are interested in getting into design work, whether as a graphic designer or as a UX or anything in between? It's a great time to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> it is it's, there is more kids who want to be entrepreneur than pop stars mm-hmm. and I think it's a great time to experiment to start a business uh, and to make mistakes and mm. I think that's what I is not been afraid to make mistakes yeah. uh, a lot of young people will go and try to get a job in a corporate I would say that is better for them to to do mistakes very quickly, to do their own mistakes, to approach, to create. Uh, there is everything around us now. You are able to create a business very quickly. As From your bedroom with your From computer your bedroom, laptop. You can crowdfund it. You can, you've got uh, grants, you've got networks, and uh, there is even now YouTube channel, you know, on how to become a young entrepreneur, very young. And it's, uh, I think it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. So I would say I would really push them to be curious, to take risk, because it's when you are in your 20s that you've got all the energy and the time and you can do it and you can have fun and you can make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, How and do I they do university that? university should support that. I think we do. <laughs> uh, well, some of us do. <laughs> do you have a favorite thing to do in London? Uh I'm a foodie, so I love the restaurant and experimenting with different foods. I love exhibitions. The next one on my list is uh, Picasso at the Tate that mm-hmm. I haven't seen mm-hmm. yet, but mm-hmm. I want to go. Uh, is that work or is that play? 
always work so, so work so far. It's a very it's a gray area all the time, even food. Yes. When you enjoy your job. Exactly. Even food, you know, it's all about the experience. For mm. me, it's kind of how do you deliver food on the table? How do you create an experience that becomes a memory? And a memory is something that you share. So it's marketing. Mm. So mm. it's uh, creating this language. And uh, I'm very curious to see when I go, uh, I've done the uh, Secret Cinema Blade Runner recently. Great fun. Mm. And it mm. was all experience-led and taking mm. you in characters and entering in the world of a film which is uh, an amazing creative piece and it's i love those kind of stuff well i think even like you know right at the bottom you know mcdonald's has upgraded their experience yeah. now you know yeah. now it's all about apps they even have food delivery to the table table delivery sorry yeah, yeah. but again it's here that but still fast food still fast suddenly food. designers have made a difference even on fast food yes it's that's a design solution to McDonald's because it was not, it was not a traditional business solution because we could have said, well, we're gonna reduce the number of branches, close some restaurants. The answer was, you need to create a better experience. So How people, do do people like the big sort of, yeah, you know, even though it's self-service, yeah. you know. And it's interesting because even the big management consultancy firms like uh, Deloitte or McKinsey now are starting to. Uh, to use this term about design thinking and design uh, experience and user experience much more and they are hiring more designers mm. because for them they're going to be approached by a McDonald's and the solution will be create a better experience not about just cutting costs no that was very still some doing it mm -hmm. yeah every Sunday. day we see companies shutting down shops yeah. closing down yeah. But there is an alternative. Yeah. And it? I think sometimes you have to, even when uh, recently you saw Tesla, mm -hmm. who, is, who has to get some, uh, some stuff. But just going back to something that you said, and, and just to mention Elon Musk, is you say the kids all want to be entrepreneurs nowadays. And I think that's a really big part. I, I remember growing up, in the kind of the 90s everybody wanted to be a DJ at yeah. that point and before that everybody wanted to play guitar yeah. and now it's that same thing that the people the kids are kind of aspiring to yeah. are in the entrepreneurial sphere yeah. rather than entertainment necessarily yeah. although there's still a lot of that but they have become very appealing characters to emulate or to be inspired by yeah But it's interesting because we work, uh, so we are based in Talliard Studios, which is mainly music. And uh, that's very interesting because Talliard just started to start Talliard Education, which is postgraduate. And you've got an MA in music entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. You've got an, an MA in music writing. And what you realize actually, it's most of the youngest and new generation of musicians are young entrepreneurs. They are their own managers. They talk to the audience themselves. They are extremely agile on social media. They, they are natural. Mm. It's, it's So they're musicians, as in they're good at playing whatever yes, but the, instruments. They are also... If you imagine before you were a good musician and the record label will do everything for you, they will talk to your audience. Now it has changed because you can become mm. a musician in your bedroom. Mm. You've got all the marketing in the palm of your hand with your phone. So you are talking directly to your audience. Yeah, you put it on Facebook, YouTube, you, yeah. got, you grow an audience, you talk to them, 
you sell record directly so you can put your record on Spotify and you become a music entrepreneur right so, so it's there is this kind of gray area as well so now you are you're not just an artist or talented you have also if you want to be successful you have to take control of your own life and mm. actually it's better it's easier I think my impression is that this is throughout the creative disciplines not just with music now for individuals that are creatives yeah. you essentially have to do your own management completely completely but management but also you have to learn how to manage your audience so it's everything yeah so managing uh, your own tools your recording what you are doing managing your day managing your audience so it's very similar to being a fashion designer where mm. you do everything from cutting uh, to from cutting to drawing, drawing to, to doing a pattern the... to go to the uh, factory and so uh, but now you've got the tools before it was not the case having a record uh, to do a demo a 20 years studio. ago yeah. it was super expensive it was a very very high cost so you needed uh, usually you needed to have a record uh, label signed to you signed and they will do the, the demo or you will have saved a lot of money now you can record record it on your iPhone yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and upload it it's the same now you would be able to uh, come with a design ID put it on Kickstarter get an audience get mm. your first uh, 200,000 pounds and, and then manufacture it and that's it and then after perhaps it will fail but it's still a great experience and you are learning on how to do it better next time mm -hmm. So just one last question then, or, well, one of the last few questions maybe. How, where does that leave, if we take the music industry as an example, because we were talking about it for the last few minutes, where does that leave sort of traditionally trained musicians then? So the people at the RCMs, the, you know, those sort of, you know, the conservatoires, um, people who are classically trained, I don't know, musicians... Okay, they're violinists, pianists, trombonists. Various technology is really helping them to spread their their talent across. Mm -hmm. So if you know about uh, Picture House mm -hmm. Cinema, mm -hmm. who are uh, broadcasting live opera and classic music and mm -hmm. ballet mm -hmm. in cinemas. Mm -hmm. So suddenly you can decentralize those concerts, which were usually mainly in capital cities London, like London yeah. and Paris. Spread that all around the world. So someone in Lyon Life. could watch it. And in the their, sound yeah. experience, it's, it's not 100% the, the same experience, but you are close to a 90% because the sound is amazing. Mm. And it's a, it's a social event. So you are actually surrounded by people. It's not like if you are watching it on YouTube in your bed. Mm. I think those things have realized that actually you can create social events mm. and streaming it live across the world mm. and you are growing your audience. Mm. Uh, but I think also it's kind of I don't think that um, they are out of the equation. A classical musician can become entrepreneur as well. No, I mean, yeah, I mean the guy who plays I don't know drums and then records his own thing and then puts it on Spotify and people buy that album or whatever. I think that's that's fascinating. But I mean the same thing could go for a, a violinist or uh, you know. So they have the technical skills, yeah. so they have the grade eight in music yeah. or whatever. But it's about how do they then become the entrepreneur or the you know, set up shop as 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 you know mr violinist yeah. or 
Well, I, I think Jan gave some example there of what they could move into from the kind of standard performance in an opera hall or in a concert hall. However, I come from a vaguely music background, and my experience with the classical musicians is that they've had a lot harder time of engaging with the technology because they've been removed from that, they've been kept in the concert halls for so long mm. that they had been doing less of the... Agile um, movements. Yes, and, and, and keeping up with the technology. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I do think there are opportunities. I think they've been a little late to the party in finding those out. So it's entirely possible for these... It is these... possible, I think, in, in the future, because there are still creative disciplines. I think the teaching will have to change. Mm. Uh, I think any designer, artist, musician are looking for one thing, it's an audience. Yes, whether so it's the opera house or the... technology delivers tools for you to be able to put yourself in front of an audience. Mm. Then after you've got talent. Yeah, whether you're good at playing it or not. Exactly. Yeah. So, but the first so you could thing be rubbish kind of, and then nobody, nobody know, listens to you. An artist yeah. that doesn't ex exhibit is not an artist. You yes. need to have an audience. You need to show what you can do to the outside world in order to generate a network and yes. to the, for your brand to grow. It's a bit like designers. If we design for ourselves, there is nothing. So you need clients, you need audience, you need people to engage with what you are doing mm -hmm. in order for you to make it a success. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the same for business sometimes. You know, it's mm -hmm. kind of, you, can't, you don't create a business for yourself. It's, you need to come with a vision about what is it going to change or what is it going to deliver and offer mm. uh, and I think technology is very helping it is very much helping that and various tools which are very low cost now uh, you know even the introduction of VR in terms of music and classical where you can be sitting in the middle of the orchestra and just looking around and you can see your friends in the violin so it's different the experiences yeah, yeah. but I think it's being curious being um, and experimenting mm -hmm. excellent thank you very much do you have any last words and advice for the listeners of our podcast no I'm very excited about creative entrepreneurship uh, so very much young creative people starting businesses uh, with a vision mm. and passion. Excellent. I have one follow-up question. Cool. How much of entrepreneurship is failure? And That's... what's the value? How do you get the most out of failure? I think you get a lot out of failure. But it's interesting because one of the, the sports I've done most of my life was judo it's a martial art and martial arts are based on failure you know you don't progress unless you fail if you are sent into a fight and you say well I don't want to fight because they're gonna I them. might be my, my yeah. ass might be kicked <laughs> exactly you will not do it so I think this thing about and I think if reposition yourself it, it's a well actually yeah I've got to go into it there is a fear but I need to go over this fear and I need to try things. And if you don't try, you don't win. And if you don't, you know, but sometimes you will fail. There's a saying, I can't remember, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but you lose 100% of the shots you don't take. Exactly. But that's a very good one. It's not mine. I'd love to be able Damn. to take credit. <laughs> Actually, no, it is mine. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Jan, for your time. And um, for your insights into design world and its clear applicability to business and innovation. Thank and, you. And, um, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>